the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And every day we see more reason why, if you want to keep a free country, we need to step up and fulfill the obligations of our most important political office. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, uh, radio radio host extraordinaire. And after um, doing, uh, sometimes he's doing the morning answer, sometimes he has his own daily show, the Jen and Don Show, heard on this station every uh, at uh, 6 p.m. and again at 5 a.m. It's tough getting up that early every day. Yeah, I know. It must be the big bucks you make in uh, as uh, as as a as a professional radio host. Yeah, it makes it big all bucks. Worthwhile. Well, as Dennis Prager oh. likes to say on his show, uh, in this upcoming election, uh, you're either a fighter, you have to support a fighter, or you're going to do nothing. And going to do nothing is unacceptable in, uh, leading up into the election in November. So we're all doing something, right? And uh, our Dominant attention has been on the uh, rioting and looting that has taken across, taken place across America as a result of, it was triggered by the uh, unfortunate death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. Of course, the entire city and police department are controlled by the Democrat Party, but uh, you don't hear that mentioned very often. And Details. this rioting and looting has been encouraged by the Democrat Party and the mainstream media. But we see what we see out on the streets is in large measure the result of the indoctrination going on in the government-run schools, where they teach that America is an endemically, systematically, and irredeemably racist country, and that uh, that African Americans are the perpetual victims of this, and therefore they are justified in doing this and that uh, America needs to be torn down. And we see this happening as our statues and artwork is being, are being vandalized across the country. We've talked, we, last week we talked to Rebecca Friedrichs, a uh, 28 year teacher. And uh, if you did not hear last week's episode, she was in our second half. We encourage you to go get the podcast at am590theanswer.com because never mind us. She was well, she, her, contribution was is well worth your time and we're following up on the same theme because you know the Ark church of the nazarene in redlands well with the support of my group is going to be holding a school choice a homeschooling conference on june 25 at the uh, at the church uh starting at 6 30 p.m we have some great presenters rebecca friedrichs is one of them and we're pleased to have another one of our great presenters with us Denise Soto, and she's also with the California School Choice Organization. Denise, uh, you can correct me about it, as I recall, you are or were an attorney, and you reached the decision that in the best interest of your children, back in 2012, that you wanted to homeschool them. And certainly the government-run schools have deteriorated morally and academically much further since 2012. And the reason why we asked you to be on the show and wanted to be at the conference is I was impressed when you described how you have custom designed a homeschooling program that you believe is best for your children. So welcome to the show, Denise. And I guess maybe the starting point is what led you to make that big decision to uh, homeschool your children? Well, Greg, let me just uh, start off by saying that it's a privilege to be asked to speak on your show. 
And I just want to make a small correction. I'm actually a retired physician. So back in 2012. So back in 2012, um, my, my children were having some challenges in school. They weren't academically challenged enough. They were mm. bored out of their minds. Wow. And I approached the school about this. And basically, there was nothing that they could do to accommodate my children. This was also the same time when they were phasing in the Common Core standards and curriculum. And that concerned me. I did, I did a lot of research. I was told that this was a higher standard, a better education for our children. So when I did my research, I realized it was a federal government takeover of our education. And what they did is they bribed the states with money. And California, the the governor at the time, took the money to implement Common Core federal standards and curriculum. And basically, it was a dumbing down of our children. And uh, I found all this information. I went to the La Cunada School Board, had a meeting with the with the president of the school board. And the school board here where I live is a blue ribbon school district. Mm-hmm. I brought her all the evidence and I told her this is a bad thing. We're going to throw away the the uh, parents right and the school district's right to decide what how to educate their children. And substitute this inferior education that indoctrinates them, that social engineers them. And what she did was she pushed my papers to the side and told me, Denise, what you gave me isn't true. What you need to understand is we're broke and we need the $950,000 if we implement the Common Core curriculum and standards. So that's what happened to us in California. Basically, our public school education was bought out. So now they brainwash and indoctrinate our kids. So so I took my kids out. Um, I I realized it in October of 2012. I had to find a solution. So I took them out in January of 2013. I was desperate. Everyone told me I was crazy, taking them out of a blue-ribbon school district and uh, I told him, if you can prove to me that this Common Core curriculum is, is better than what evidence I found, uh, I would consider it. But no, no one could um, bring me the information. So many of my parents, sadly, are brainwashed and are sheeple. It's just easier to keep them where they're at. So anyways, when I started to homeschool, I, I recognized the curriculum that I chose for them was just so far superior. I was mm-hmm. able to customize it to my children's inter- interests. They got to learn Latin and Greek, you know, which they don't teach anymore in our school districts. And, and people are saying, why are you teaching your kids that? It's a dead language. Well, what they don't know is it's the foundation of English, our romance languages. It helps them with science. Uh, um, and improved their uh, English testing scores. I mean, it was so it was just so beneficial. So it was such a success that the, what, this homeschool. Let me, let me interrupt you right there. Yes. there was I forget who said it, but illustrating exactly what you're saying and, and the government-run schools is that we used to teach Latin in high school, and now we teach remedial English in college. <laughs> That's why I love Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our our education has really deteriorated. And and, um, not only was the academic so far superior, I was able to skip my daughter three years and my son one year. Ahead. Um, Ahead, because they slow the academics to to um, they they slow down the academics and they they spend the the um, energy in bringing the low performing students up to middle. And then you have the high performing students with with um, busy work. So but not only was the academics so far superior is I got to know who my kids were at the time. I didn't realize that I outsourced my kids to the system. Yep. 
They got, they found themselves. They found what they were interested in. They had time to read books. They actually enjoyed reading books. They actually had more time for their extracurricular activities to grow their social skills, which, which is one of those stereotypes. You think homeschool kids aren't socialized. They happen to be much more socialized. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me interject in that because that was one of the, uh, that's one of the common, uh, myths about homeschooling. And I wanted to ask you, in addition to that one, as you, as you contemplated homeschool before you started, what were some of the concerns you had, the myths that you heard had, the roadblocks you felt lay ahead that the culture, maybe even the schools themselves had laid into your mindset about homeschooling that uh, eventually fell away? What were For those parents out there that are hearing this conversation, in their minds, they've got some of those notions like I did, like you may have. What were some of those for you that fell away as you went down that homeschool journey? You find other like-minded parents that are homeschooling. Um, There was a, I was in the mainstream education. And when you do something different, it causes parents to look at what they're doing. And oftentimes, you know, it puts them in a position you know, to recognize what they're doing. And sometimes it's just easier to say that the other person is crazy, you know, so they can keep on doing what they're doing. So what I did is I went to Facebook groups uh, and found um, homeschooling uh, parents. I also joined homeschool organizations like the Christian Homeschool Education Association. There's also California homeschool network and all you have to do is do an internet search and these homeschool organizations pop up and you Mm -hmm. connect with them Mm -hmm. and they are more than happy to show you the way what i didn't realize was the infrastructure that's in place to absorb us uh, us parents and us children to provide the support the academics the camaraderie um, I didn't realize that that was all available until I, I took it until I was forced in a corner to find another solution. Mm. So mm. I want I, I want parents to know that you're not alone being afraid and fearful going against uh, the public schools. Uh, more and more people are recognizing now that the coronavirus has mm-hmm. forced 100% of our kids to homeschool. There was a recent Real Clear Opinion Research survey of 2,000 registered voters um, that showed that 40% of the families are more likely to homeschool or virtual school after the lockdowns are lifted. Uh, these parents got to see firsthand what their kids are actually learning in the public schools. And, and they're shocked to the low caliber of academics. So this coronavirus turned out to be a blessing in disguise to wake parents up. So now the parents were all homeschooling our kids. And we have to decide what are we going to do in the fall? You know, when when the coronavirus lockdown gets somewhat lifted. So this Mm -hmm. gave it this gave these this is giving you parents the taste of what homeschooling is like. And it is amazing when you connect to the right resources. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Denise Soto and how to homeschool your children after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. 
If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9291. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We're talking to Denise Soto. She is uh, a mom who decided to homeschool her children way back in the dark ages of homeschooling in 2012, I jest, because a lot of us felt like homeschooling was this otherworldly thing that folks that uh, maybe uh, lived off the grid did. And now we're learning a lot more. Uh, you were talking before we started, Denise, about the journey you and your kids are going on together. Um, I went to one of those conferences that the organization you mentioned, Chia, put on. And one of the people I interviewed was had a curriculum which was to teach the classics, the literary classics, that many of which are now dropped from... Uh, the public education curriculum. And one of the things that she said, and I really confirmed that uh, later on as I was talking to other parents, was that even for a lot of parents, they didn't know uh, and have never read the classics. And it gave them the opportunity to share that that journey of reading this literature and uh, learning about it and learning the meaning behind it. They went on this journey together. And th- the bond that developed between the parents and the kids as they went on that journey was something that parents that, you know, are in a position where they maybe don't have the choice to homeschool or don't want to don't really ever get. I know when I came home from school, public school, it was a good public school. I learned a lot back in the sixties, different time. Um, you know, my mom and dad would say, well, how was school? And I'd say it was, it was great. What'd you do? Um, a lot of stuff. The conversation about what unfolded in school was very limited, so that's a a wonderful blessing. There was recently an article in Harvard Magazine that demonized homeschooling, and I think that was the purpose of it. But since you've been on homeschooling, you're now involved in a home in a school choice effort, and then you have a conference coming up on the 25th, which is there to educate parents about this choice and what they might be able to do. Um, how many parents have you seen in this last six months that are seriously beginning to consider homeschooling? Is it uh, just a few? Is it a significant number? Is it a lot? Tell us a little bit about what you're hearing from other parents that you may have shared your journey with or that you meet about their intentions. Well, I, it, it, lots of people having positive um, experience with homeschooling their kids you know, um, because mm-hmm. it, it brings the family closer together. Right. Um, you get to spend more time with your kids, um, work on you, you, and share your morality with your children. Um, it's, it's, I'm, it's so much positive feedback. Parents are seriously consider, considering looking at this, um, and they're looking at, at how to do it. That's what I'm getting a lot of questions is, well, how do they start? And I just want to let uh, parents know there is charter schools for homeschooling out mm-hmm. there. And uh, they, could, they, could go to, they could go to the website, californiaschoolchoice.org and click on the homeschool tab there there there's mentioned one charter school that that is offering this program to parents and they provide a teacher to help guide the parents in doing this so that could be a nice start for a lot of parents that feel like they need a little bit more structure a little bit more help is to reach out to the charter schools that offer this independent type of study Um, The other way to do it is to do a private affidavit where the parent forms their own private school 
It only costs about $100 to submit the paperwork um, to the the Department of Education. Another way to do it is through a PSP, a private school program, where you would pay an administrator to do the paperwork for you, but then you have the freedom to join a homeschool group, to do online classes, to um, for your student can take community college classes. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility. And again, if you go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, I wrote an article about the different ways that you can homeschool. Also, we will we will be having a conference uh, for parents who are interested in talking to us personally. It'll be on June 25th at 6.30 p.m. in Redlands. And you can sign up for the, for the conference by going to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and making a reservation there where we can answer your questions personally. So that will be at the Ark of the Nazarene Church in Redlands, and you can also find more information about that by going to their website, which is arcnaz.com. And this is not a one-off conference. The uh, the pastor there, Kevin O'Connor, is going to make his church a homeschooling center. And because we, we, we've touched on it, but we really haven't delved into it, that it's not just academics and the studies and the data is clear that homeschooled students perform better academically than students from the government-run schools. But it's the morality is you get to teach your children your values, not the values of the government-run schools, which are the values of the far-left teacher unions. And we've talked talked about in previous shows, the pornographic, explicit, triple X sex education that they're pushing on students from the earliest ages in the government run schools. Yes, I want to I want to add to that. See, there's a couple of things to really consider continuing homeschooling come fall. And Greg just touched on it. Is this uh, comprehensive sexual health education, it's being mandated to be taught in middle school and in high school, and it's optional for the elementary schools to teach this curriculum as well, and many of them are, which promotes gender fluidity, promotes Mm -hmm. sexual curiosity and exploration, it promotes abortion, it obstructs parental rights, and the thing about it is, is the school district is not being transparent about it to the parents. Now, I know there are parents that are fine with this, but at least the school district should be honest enough to let the parents know exactly what they're teaching so the parent has the choice whether to keep their child in that school or not. And a good place to find out more information on this is capitalresource.org. So the sex ed is one of the big things why parents aren't sending their uh, kids or are reconsidering other educational options. Another thing that we need to consider now is the economic downturn that we're in with this coronavirus. We have less tax dollars coming in and we have the public pension liabilities. Mm. So we don't have the government tax dollars to pay the teachers Uh, happening next year. So we're going to get a lot of teacher layoffs and furloughs. So that's going to affect the education of our kids. I was going to say, we only have about a minute left. And I I want you to address something very quickly, if you would. One of the things that I think should be encouraging to parents considering homeschooling is that colleges and universities are actually prioritizing now homeschooled kids over publicly educated kids because of the very things that you've outlined. They're better students. They come prepared to work. They're better equipped. And uh, tell us what your experience has been with homeschool students that are uh, going uh, on to college. Is that is that is that a true characterization of what homeschool parents are finding as they seek out a college route for their kids? 
Absolutely. The research supports that. If you go to hslda.org, which is Homeschool Legal Defense Association, they have the information that would substantiate that. But you know, the bottom line is it's parent involvement. That's why their kids are successful. And so that, is, that is always true. And again, uh, if you're in or near Redlands, on June 25, come to the uh, conference and learn more from Denise Soto, Rebecca Friedrichs, and Rebecca Kosas of Chia. Uh, and more information to rsvparknaz.com. Thank you so much, Denise, and look forward to seeing you in person on June 25. And we'll continue with the show with the local impact of the woke mob after these messages and news. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And I'm again joined by my co-host, Don Dix. And we're again both in our secret underground bunkers. Harry Truman said, when even one American who has done nothing wrong is forced by fear to shut his mind and close his mouth, then all Americans are in peril. And uh, Truman must have been uh, prescient to see today's situation Back there, probably in the, in the 1930s or 40s, when he when he made that when he made that remark, and we've seen people across the country, slightest deviation. There was a uh, he worked for the, he was on the Federal Reserve Board in one of the in Chicago or a place like that, as well as an editor of a, a uh, economic journal at the University of Chicago, and he's a public supporter of the Black Lives Move, Black Lives Matter movement, but he said. Yep, they made a mistake in, in going too far with defund the police. And he was fired from, he was promptly fired from both positions. And that's just one example of this is happening all across the country. Oh, there's and dozens, and there's the hundreds, is, actually. Yeah, and, and the mob has come locally. Is uh, Riverside City Council member Chuck Condor made a post, and we mentioned it in, in our first half, is there's a picture in a courtroom with three African-Americans and one is the defendant, one is a lawyer, and one is a deputy sheriff serving as the bailiff in the courtroom. And the point from uh, the meme from Turning Point USA is that uh, your choices define your destiny in America, not your skin color. Absolutely spot on, accurate, and true. And of course, then the, that was the excuse that the mob came for our guest in this half hour, Chuck Condor. And uh, he was the subject of repeated verbal abuse at the city council meeting this past Tuesday, uh, demanding that he resign. Of course, is never the real reason. It's a meme. It's an excuse. They wind him off the city council so they can have another leftist there to carry forward their agenda. And uh, we w- welcome to the show, Chuck. And uh, you know, for, uh, 
for those of us that have not been the object of the mob, it must be pretty scary. Well, thanks for having me on, uh, Greg and Don. Um, you know, in all honesty, it's not scary. Um, as, as I told people, uh, my Lord God is my strength and my Savior. And he gave me the strength to, uh, to sit, sit there and take that because he knows what's in my heart. He knows what's in my in my mind that I've never, ever done anything to even hint at this kind of treatment. So I just understand what it is. This is the way this, you know, America-hating left social mob acts. They try to come down and smear a person and scare them and have them run away. But I am a warrior. I'm a military, and I run to the fight, not from the fight. And I will Mm -hmm. fight for people that own this government, and that's the citizens. I'll fight for them. Well, along that with that fight, you've been very uh, focused on the fiscal responsibility of Riverside City. Uh, they, of course, as other municipalities, are trying to deal and reckon with the unfunded pension liability of the city. Uh, there's a lot of other financial issues, especially now that they're calling for the defunding and dismantling of police departments across the country. It was plainly obvious from the... Uh, organized responses from the left. And we had a number of people there that were there to support you and uh, really talk some common sense about what this is all about. Yes. And you could hear in their in their attacks, that, first of all, most of them were very similar. It was obvious that they had shared uh, talking points. But most of these attacks came from the unions. And it's the unions that are uh, stand to benefit if someone that has any modicum, any amount of fiscal responsibility uh, on a, a city council or in county government or even on school boards, um, you know, that are trying to manage, you know, the revenue, the tax dollars that come on and spend them responsibly. Unions. You know, they want pay raises. They want uh, bigger pensions. They want more hires. That's somewhat understandable. But there's a sense of proportionality that's completely missing from the fiscal side of that conversation. And it was obvious. It was so transparent that the people that were there that were demonizing you and asking for your resignation really had another agenda, and the agenda was about removing Chuck Condor so that they could move forward with things like defunding the police. They could move forward with other schemes in order to, uh, you know, undergird the extensive liability in the pension area. Um, You know, speak to your experience in city council about the state of of financial affairs for the city and the, the, the forces that are diametrically opposed to moving how, of how to move forward. You know, it's, it's, it's so hard. I was thinking about this last couple of weeks. I worked my first political campaign 52 years ago when I was 12 years old in 1968. Wow. So I've had an interest in government for many, many years. And the one thing that I learned, and, and as I tell people, I grew up in, you know, I could call it um, the, uh, the, the state, the communist state of, of Massachusetts. I grew up in an extremely diverse state, number one. So I knew nothing else but diversity. But it was a very liberal state, and you know they were able to pass what they wanted uh, because the politicians usually were in the in the hands of of the unions. And what was banged into my head from youth was the people own the government; they pay our salaries, and they mm-hmm. rep- elect us to represent them. And we continually, as politicians, especially this new era of politicians. They tell the voters what they just did to them instead of asking, what can I do for you? And as I decided to step into this arena and I, I walked and I, I banged on doors and talked to people, I, I heard that, you know, we can't take any more of more taxes, more raising fees. We're struggling ourselves to maintain our homes and send our kids to school and, and, and try to do the few things we'd like them to do. Maybe send a daughter to you know cheerleading camp or a son to baseball camp. We, you can't keep raising these fees, but they do to cover these out-of-control pensions that had been allowed to happen. And it's very difficult to, to stand and say, you know, hey, I, I vote for more pensions for the workers when the people – don't have jobs that can afford that. You know, during this 
COVID-19 stuff with, you know, keeping everybody out of work, pretty hard to shop Riverside if you don't have a job and a paycheck. But city government was getting paid. And the city council voted to put everybody home for two months on full pay. And I just know so many people, guys. I had too many nighttime conversations and tears with people about, you know, I worked 30 years to build my business for my family's future. And now I'm losing it because I can't get back to work. They won't let me. Yet, throughout all of government, government was still being paid. And the people that write those checks just couldn't do it anymore. And that's so a important. very hard thing. I mean, I met a, a young lady who had just in January, January, signed a five-year uh, lease and opened her business. And then within two months, she was shut down. She had bills to pay. She had all kinds of things. You know, so it's, it's been a very hard thing to try to hold the line. Um, you know, I was taught, and, and, I, and I believe to my soul, that government's number one job is to provide public safety for the people. That's why government exists. But during that, we must do and we must spend the taxpayers' money on the needs and not the wants. Yes, mm-hmm. you may want you know, a, a whole new police station, but you know what? You don't need it right now. Handle mm-hmm. the needs, take care of the people's money, our fiduciary responsibility. And if we do that, hey, we'll have a government that works and people that are satisfied, trust it and have faith in it. And, and, and Greg and Don, you've both been around longer than I doing this. We know that once they lose that confidence, you know, it's well, just, I, don't know. There's no, there's no, I don't know if we've been longer doing this longer than you. You said uh, from 12 years old, my political <laughs> involvement didn't start until the uh, insanity unfolded from 2008. So you've been at this a lot longer yeah. than I have. You know, I can't speak for Greg, but. Yeah. You know, one of the problems is, is they talk about diversity, but the one thing that the left does not want to thought. The diversity of thought is just part of what they will not allow. And if you have a difference of opinion with them, then they attack and, and do what the mob does. And my first campaign in 1968, when I was knocking on doors, they sent me to an area of the city that the adults wouldn't go to because it was such a, um, a liberal democratic hole. And they figured, hey, we'll send the 12-year-old kid in there. He'll be okay. I got chased off of three front stoops with brooms and sticks. You know, they get out of my yard, you old SOB. They chased me right to the sidewalk. No diversity of thought. They didn't want to hear anything. And that's what we've come down to now. We used to be honored colleagues. Now we've mm. become enemies. And that is what has gone wrong now. And unless we find a way to change that, then we'll continue down this path of destruction. And as Ronald Reagan said, we'll only be defeated from within. I, I want to come back to that. But I want, I want to circle back to the the posting question and sure. i appreciate you i mean you, you're you know you you said, you know i'm not resigning and you're sticking to those guns but as i understand you deleted the post and uh my let me respectfully suggest that we, we never give in to the mob never apologize to the mob unless you were convinced genuinely that what you had said was an error. Then it's, then it's fine to change. I was I realize now that I was in error, but just giving in to them on what I think we'd all I think we'd all agree the point of that post was spot on accurate. So it, it's not so much Greg an error. You know when I saw that picture and it was about I don't know one o'clock in the morning. You know being a widower now I stay up you know late at night and um, I saw that and, I, and what that picture said to me. There is the America that I grew up in and I love. Freedom to do anything you want. I heard my ministers, I heard my teachers, and I heard my parents' lessons. Have a goal in life, make the right choice to get you there, and you can be whatever you want to be. So I saw one black man that uh, wanted to be a cop. And maybe he had a gun shoved in his face you know, as a youth. I don't know, but he decided he wanted to be a cop, and he worked and made it happen. And the second guy I see is somebody I would refer to as a, you know, as a type A go-getter. When his friends were out playing and having fun, he was cracking books so he could go to college, went to college, went to law school, and then passed what may be the hardest professional test to pass the bar. He wanted to help people. And then I saw a third guy that had, I assume, you know, I assume made an improper decision at that point in his life. Hey, maybe not uh, irrevocable, 
you know, he could fix things, but he had made a wrong decision. It's about choices. Now, what I did do when all this started is I contacted several of my friends within the black community and not one of them had a problem with the idea. They go, Chuck, you didn't do anything wrong from your point of view, from your paradigm. But they said, let, let me show you another paradigm. And I had, you know, over an hour talk with uh, um, a black minister friend. Um, I talked to another friend of mine, a mixed racial family. His father was born and raised in Selma, Alabama. And they said, hey, Chuck, but think about this. Look at it from this point of view. And because I had never seen that point of view, never experienced it, it was a lesson, you know, a mentor was teaching me things. And in, in actuality, I'm glad this happened because it's allowed me to talk with friends about subjects we'd never talked about before and to show them and have them show me uh, different points of view. And that's where the diversity of, of thought comes in that the left does not want. So I appreciated and, my friends saying, hey, Chuck, you know, had you thought about this? And I went, you know what? Damn it. I, I never thought about that. So that's why I took it down. Not that I, uh, I, I believe I did anything wrong. And I do believe America is the place where you can be whatever you want to be. I mean, hell, we just had the, um, the first African-American uh, chief of staff of the Air Force appointed. You're, uh, you know, Jerome Adams, uh, you're a uh, uh, certain general of black. You, you can be what you want in this country. If you're willing to work hard, you might have to work harder. But if you're willing to do the work and make the right decisions, America is still the only place in the world you can make that happen. And that's what and, I saw in that picture. And that conversation was completely missing at Tuesday night city council meeting where the knee jerk reaction of the political left was to come in, call you a racist as if you intended that post to diminish others to be a racist post, which you didn't clearly your explanation. But that assumption, that opportunity to have that conversation was shut down by the left who immediately wanted to call you a racist, demand your resignation. If those people had come in and wanted to have that same conversation with you, there would have been a genuine healing. That would have been a genuine opportunity for people to come together That wasn't the the approach I took. I didn't demonize them for their approach. I gave very practical reasons why defunding the police is a bad economic and management idea. Um, Many of those reasons. But nobody that was there to defend you, you know, had those kinds of comments, did not, you know, come at that with hate. In fact, even uh, Sean Mill, who is uh, who, who ran for city council. Uh, in the last cycle against uh, one of the people sitting on the dais was actually attacked for his race by that individual who said that Sean should resign from the planning commission because he's white and because he's male. That's racism. Did she get attacked over that by us? No, we pointed it out. We came down to the city council, pointed it out, but we didn't ask for her resignation. No, no. And of course, Sean even got attacked uh, and being called a racist, even though his uh, his wife is African-American and his daughter is biracial. Two people I know. And by the way, I love his daughter, Haley. She's just a sweet kid. But, uh, yeah, they call him a racist. And as he tried to explain the other night, you know, I, I live this every day. I live it every day. You know, and in a future you know, further talks with with uh, Sean. You know, in the old days, um, it, it, they'd accuse somebody of the N word. Now they're going to call you the R word. It's just. What the left does to try to destroy and demean somebody and, you know, all too often, and I don't blame them, um, all too often people do run away. But that Mm -hmm. is not what I was built. It's not what my Lord God asks me to do. And I will stay and fight and I'll fight for the people because this is the people's government. And these activists that think they're going to run our our city or our county or our state in the way they want it run because that's the way they see it. Look at Seattle. Um, I'm not going to run away, guys. I can't. I've made an oath, not only an oath to my country when I became an officer to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and no one's ever relieved me of that oath. I took an oath when I became a city council person to serve everybody in Riverside. And I've I've never not done that. I work hard for everybody. Chuck, we need to take a quick break in order to honor our sponsors for this half hour. We'll come back and we'll return with City Councilman Chuck Condor, sitting City Councilman in the city of Riverside. 
After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And Greg, I can't think of a more important year for private citizens to engage in the political process. We, Our first guest today, Denise Soto, a, a, a parent who has turned her uh, towards homeschooling as a solution for public school. There's an event coming up in the Redlands area. That's going to give folks a, a, more of an idea and an understanding about what's involved in uh, homeschooling. We'll give that information out in a moment. Uh, there's also a town hall online happening the same night. So we're, you know, we're about school choice. We're also about event choice here. So on Thursday night on Zoom, there is a town hall meeting with John Kupal, Dennis Prager, and Susan Shelley which is going to discuss the brand new approved uh, effort to uh, get more property taxes out of California businesses, split roll. Another proposition is qualified for the ballot just a couple of weeks ago uh, by the schools and communities first, which also happens to be an effort by the public school teachers association, California teachers association to extract more tax dollars from our business community. So you can learn about homeschooling at the event. Greg, give the uh, location, or you can learn more about the, uh, if you can't make it out to Redlands uh, online, the event is uh, uh, a town hall. I call it a Zoom hall uh, that will educate you about this brand new effort to uh, extract business, you can uh, sign up, you can register for that town hall at the following URL, bit.ly forward slash town hall June 25. Pretty simple. Greg, where's the school choice, uh, school, homeschool uh, event going to be? That's going to be at the Ark Church of the Nazarene in Redlands, uh, 1307 East Citrus Avenue on Thursday, June 25, starting at 6.30 p.m. And to uh, RSVP, you can go to the church website, uh, which is arcnaz.com. And uh, we had Denise Soto on our first half. She'll be one of the great presenters. She is what I call the Jedi Master of Homeschooling. (laughs) <laughs> Rebecca Friedrichs, who is oh. uh, was on our show last week, a 28-year teacher and ed- and education activist, actually looking out for the children. And you're going to learn that not only that you can't, you learn that you should homeschool and get your children out of the government-run schools, but that you can do so, and you can provide a better quality academic education and a better quality moral education of your children by taking charge yourself. We've got Chuck Condor with us, a city councilman who uh, this past Tuesday, the city council chambers devolved into a, uh, it wasn't a screaming match, but it was a, it was a match between opposing views about whether Chuck should resign or not because of a Facebook post, a social media post. And in your closing comments last uh, in our, in our segment with you just uh, prior to the break, uh, you mentioned that, it, you know, posting this gave you an opportunity to learn a little bit. It seems to me, though, that the people that were there asking for your resignation aren't interested in learning anything. They have one single minded agenda, and that is to see you gone so that they can do the things that you seem to stand in the way of, which, you know, is about, you know, proper fiscal management of a municipality. I don't think they've considered the fact that 77 percent of the long haul truck drivers that drive goods and services from city to city have said they will no longer develop deliver goods and goods to cities that defund the police department right. 
there isn't much science behind the whole defund the police movement. It's never been done. And no. they think that just because it comes from the left, the utopian left, that it's going to be successful. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, this comes down to the counterculture movement that these uh, these millennials, and these young people now are just getting inundated with, with, you know, the education and the colleges, which is, you know, gone so far left. And it's uh, again, they don't want diversity of thought. They will not listen because it's not what they want. You cannot reason with most of these people because if you don't agree 100% with them, then you are the enemy and they attack. There are no more uh, honored colleagues that is now the enemy. And that's what they've turned us into. And um, I know that I won't let that happen. I'll fight with the breath that I have. And most of the people that I deal with believe that, that America still is good, but we need public safety for the people because otherwise anarchy will happen look what's going on in seattle you know, inside that chaz or chop zone people were being you know shook down for you know for uh, for money there were people being yep. robbed people being raped uh whose uh, uh, mother lives in there and they bang on her door she hasn't been out of the house for since this started she can't get out of her apartment um, they want mm. money, and if you don't do something, it's, it's scaring the hell out of people. And how Seattle and how the governor of that state ever let that happen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand. Seattle I'm just have to leave it there, Chuck. Thank you so much for being on our show today, and never, and what you do for the cause, and standing firm on the city council, looking out for the people and for the taxpayers. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event heard weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona NLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.